Hey everyone, welcome back to the Salt Boys podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Rockoff. And Tim Finnerty over here. And it's uh, Saturday, April 10th, um, 7 p.m. Got eight games tonight. Um, games actually just started a little bit ago. Um, we're going to talk you through uh, four of the games we kind of avoided and uh, another four that we kind of had some action in. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, first game of the night. Uh, Winnipeg at Montreal. Um, Tim, you want to want to talk about yeah. this one a bit? Well, I mean, first, like it, you know, right right above uh, the trade deadline date, so kind of some some weird uh, some weird hockey going on right now, where people are held out of the lineups and teams are really looking at the, some prospects to maybe come up or some potential trades here. And we looked at the Winnipeg and Montreal game here, and you know, two two teams in playoff contention here. You know, just didn't really love this game in terms of total value. You have, you know, a lot of the Winnipeg guys are, are pretty expensive too, and on the Montreal side, have been playing extremely well of late. So we wanted to avoid this one. We thought there were you no know, better options kind of later on. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you're looking for some value at a goaltender, uh, uh, Hellbuck uh, is only seventy two hundred, which I think, uh, given some of the other goalies that are priced in the mid eight thousands, uh, you know, you could save yourself a thousand bucks to kind of upgrade a defenseman or a line mate there. So, something to think about there. Um, next game, which um, I know we avoided it a bit, but um, Ottawa at Toronto, it's tough, right? Because, like, I mean, the, the logic behind this one is uh, Toronto's better than Ottawa. I think that's pretty pretty clear here. <laughs> Uh, Ottawa is going to be a seller. Toronto is going to start acquiring some some small assets here too, and, and it comes down to like if you're if you're thinking about what's the type of lineup that's going to win a tournament, then I think you you might want to potentially fade Toronto in this situation. Yes, like probably you're going to have a, a decent night here, but I think once the game started, were they like 50 percent? Oh owned? yeah, like, uh, Matthews was forty percent owned. Um, I- I don't really know the percentage of uh, Marner, but Galchenyuk, uh, the line mate, um, their third line mate, he's only three thousand, but he he's also twenty percent owned. So every every everyone in the tournament's got these guys. So. It's like, and especially at those prices too, like for someone like a Marner or a Matthews, like you're almost better off avoiding a, a type of game like that where like there's there's higher upside in you betting that they don't have a phenomenal game like Matthews getting a goal tonight, Marner getting an assist or whatever for 10, 15 points. Like that's, that's good, but it costs you a lot to do that. So you need a multiple point night from them tonight and hopefully they don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just looking at Austin Matthews in general, cause he's, you know, he's the kind of larger value, um, you know, with the way he's been scoring goals this year, um, leading the NHL in 28 goals, but against Ottawa, the last two games, um, he's only put up 9.5 and 8.0 uh, points against uh, Ottawa, and he's averaging 18.3. So you know, you know, maybe maybe Ottawa's figured it out how to how to stop Matthews. But uh, and you got Forsberg, who they're playing tonight, which you know, small sample size here, but a, a 918 save percentage. So. You know, this is one of those ones where you have to make a, a calculated risk and say, you know, majority of the people you're going to play in the tournament are going to own uh, these guys. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's better to fade the obvious. Yeah. And uh, next game we avoided uh, Tampa Bay at Nashville. Um, yeah, a lot of injuries in this one. I think that, that was kind of a, one of the driving factors. It's just weird because you, you don't know if, like, Nashville's, like, in this, like, weird buy, sell, maybe mode. And 
you know, a couple weeks ago, you thought they would definitely be sellers. They played a bit better as of late in Tampa Bay as of today, like solidifying the blue line with Savard a bit. So honestly, I think, you know, this game is like one of the ones that's a bit up in the air, kind of like in the same like Winnipeg Jets vibe too, uh, to that first game we spoke about and just felt there was better value across the, the board in other places and like love Tampa Bay, but you know, you look at some of their lines too, and they're really not like you point on a separate line from Stamkos, but once you start getting Kucherov back and you're oh, like yeah. Kucherov Stamkos or points, like that's, that's where I want to start playing them religiously. And uh, I think, I think Stamkos is actually out tonight. Same with uh, Forsberg. So that's, you know, another reason why it's like two of their big dogs on uh, Tampa Bay and Nashville are out, you know, I uh, just didn't really like the value there. Um, last game that we avoided, um, LA Kings at San Jose Sharks. Just no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, I mean, San Jose has been playing okay as of, as of late here, you know, uh, LA, They've just kind of been more towards the, the bottom of the barrel, too. And, you know, from a, a Red Wings and a Sabres fan, we understand that that feeling. <laughs> but, yeah, I just didn't 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 love this game. Like, it, it used to go when you have a later uh, slate here, too, with a lot of these games being played uh, later at night, too, especially if you're on the East Coast here. Like, you're, you're traditionally watching more of these Eastern Conference teams that play. Um, well, it's not the Eastern Conference anymore, but uh, you're traditionally watching teams that start at 7, 8, and, you know, we're able to check out the 10 o'clocks and 10.30 games. But this is one of those ones where there's so much better value across the board. It could be a 3-2 game. It could be a 5-6 game. But I, I'd like my chances in other games. Yeah, and they uh, they played last night. San Jose won 5-2, but on a back-to-back, you never know. Maybe these guys don't have as much energy as they did last night and, you know, kind of leads to less offensive chances and, you know, kind of just – more throwing the puck in net, um, you know, less effort there. So it's kind of tough to predict. It's just weird. They're both letting in three quick starting potentially tonight, potentially Martin Jones. They're both letting in three goals a game. It's like uh, there could be some scoring there. You just have no idea who that's coming from. Yeah, exactly. And I, I know some of the lines are – San Jose's kind of got two solid lines, so it's just like which line do you pick? Um, kind of tough decisions there. So – reasons we kind of avoided that so uh you know let's let's get into the fun stuff here um the last four games we got some action in um let's uh let's kick it off with the blackhawks uh blue jackets talk yeah tell them about the the double d strategy you know i think uh this is a little unique scenario for us uh we kind of filled up our lineup and then we had two defensemen to go and we were looking at um columbus and you know they they just traded uh, Savard to the the Lightning. Um, Marenski's out, so we're looking at at this team as um, you know uh, they have some defensemen with um, potentially like high minutes tonight. Yeah. And you know, sure. so we looked at Seth Jones. Um, he's uh, fifty three hundred. Um, we liked him. He's going to play half the game probably. And um, Michael Delzato is only twenty seven hundred. So I mean. He's also probably going to play half the game, and uh, fun stuff. Why don't, why don't you tell us about uh, how this game has started off, Tim? Well, uh, it started off pretty well. You know, Delzato getting a greasy goal in there. Um, but, you know, playing, obviously, with Seth Jones, there's not much on defense for him. They just lost, you know, two of their top, let's call it, five defensemen there. Um, so I thought it was some pretty good value when you can get someone underneath of a 3K uh, on defense is playing probably 18 to 20 minutes tonight, hopefully. And then Seth Jones, who, you know, he could play literally the, the half the game at least. 
So good value there. Um, like them, and you know, Delzato was able to get us a, a pretty greasy goal tonight. So, couple less. Yeah, great start. So hopefully, uh, we can keep it up. Um, next game, uh, Minnesota Wild at St. Louis Blues. Um, rough one as uh, last night <laughs> uh, the, the Blues uh, beat beat the Wild nine to one. Um, but why don't you uh, talk through our strategy here? You, you know. Some of you listeners uh, might find this unexpected, given last night's results. Yeah, I mean, like, if you get beat by you know, a touchdown and a safety, it's not really a, a, <laughs> a great game. But Minnesota is a you know, team that's going to be in the playoffs. And the, the real question is, like, if you're a player on that team after getting beat down that bad, like, you're going to want to show up the next night, hopefully, against St. Louis, who could honestly be a seller at the deadline here. Uh, they're kind of in no man's land to some degree. But uh, it'll be really interesting to see if uh, the play tonight on Minnesota's behalf warrants, you know, their general manager's attention to, to pick up a piece tomorrow or before the trade deadline on Monday. Yeah, I like the play. You know, these guys are professionals. They're not going to lose 9-1 to again. They're going to have a bounce-back game. Um, we went with the first line. Um, Eric Sinek, he was only 4700 Kaprizov, the winger, is 6200 a little bit on the pricier side, but he's playing well. Um, if you watch any Minnesota Wild games, yeah. he's, he's probably one of the deal. most fun guys to watch on the ice. He he fucking flies. Like he's the real deal. I, you see some highlights where he's literally doing circles around the defenseman um, in the offensive zone. So, um, liking that opportunity there. Um, you know, he has the potential to put up some good points. Um, a few nights ago against Colorado, he had two goals and assist. He shoots the puck a lot, so a great opportunity there. And, um, you know, we're also thinking uh, we'll have a bounce-back game um, in net. Um, yep. Currently, they don't have the goaltender locked in. Um, can't imagine they're using the same goal after letting in nine goals. So we're hoping <laughs> Cam Talbot's starting tonight. Um, and he's been playing pretty well this year, so we're liking that. Um, also, I'm just, you know, looking at the lineups right now. I know it's not confirmed on the Blues, but the projected starter is – uh, Billy Huso. Um, hopefully, I'm saying that correctly, but he's not been playing well no. this year. Um, 3.58 goals against, 88% save percentages. So, you know, hopefully they lock that, lock him in as a starter so we can get some Minnesota goals. And you're also like locking up lineups, like, because the, the games uh, or the tournament start at seven o'clock. You're also locking up these lineups, not knowing what's going to be uh, kind of off the table player wise a little bit later tonight. So, for example, a 10 o'clock game right before the trade deadline. Maybe there's a couple of players that the general manager is saying, hey, you're going to sit, you're going to sit the pine today. And you just don't know that prior to starting. So, you know, it's nice to have some flexibility on a, on a night like this where the trade deadline's you know, two days away. Um, and that kind of leads us into our, our next piece here on uh, Edmonton, uh, who is actually scheduled to play two games, according to this website. But, <laughs> no, the Vancouver uh, Canucks, they just came out and basically uh, – Confirm that they're going to be able to play Friday, so it's great that they were able to clear the COVID nineteen protocols, and great to see them, you know, recovering and being able to play soon again too. But uh, the kind of the last slate of the night here that we picked on is uh, Edmonton versus Calgary. So, Rockoff, what do you think about that? Anytime you see these two teams, you know you're playing the Oilers. McDavid, best in the league right now. They got um, Drysaitel on his uh, line. Um, you know, normally I think half of the season, um, he's been playing as the second line center. So you got to take advantage when the two of them are on a line together. Um, they'll be playing 20, 25 minutes a game. Mm -hmm. So a lot of upside there. Unfortunately, 
Uh, dry sidle is also pretty expensive, so <laughs> yeah. it's it's pretty impossible to get both them in. So we went with Pulley RV. He's only uh, 4,200 or 4,300, I believe. Um, so he's got some good upside playing against two of the best or playing with two of the best, uh, rather. Um, so at that price, you know, he's he's got a great opportunity to put the puck in the net or maybe just dish off an easy pass, let McDavid or Drysaddle do the rest of the work. He's also been uh, playing some pretty solid minutes, Pogliarvi, in la- his last three games. He's played 20, 17, 16 minutes. So, you know, not bad. I know he's not on the power play with them, but we still like the exposure there. Yeah, I think they're also, like, basically trying to figure out like whether they can put him on the first line or second line. Cause right now it's like decisions have to be made about how you're going to make a playoff run here. And you start looking at some of these teams and moves they're making and it's time to figure out how you have depth scoring or not and, and be able to make a move in the next 40 hours that, that makes it, you know, a, a potential playoff run. There's a difference between a, a team that uh, is able to make the playoffs and a team that's able to go deep in the playoffs. And, and that's the question I think that's going to be answered by a lot of people tonight. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, the Oilers are definitely a team that I think can make a deep run, yeah. especially if they get Nugent Hopkins back. I know he's out tonight. Um, being a Sabres fan and, you know, seeing them have a, you know, second coming of a fire sale, <laughs> um, really curious to see where Taylor Hall goes. And I think this is a um, great opportunity um, for uh, Hall to potentially go to the Oilers, come back to his original team. I think that would be pretty ironic to see him traded there and see if they could make a cup run. Um Kind of like, yeah, it'd be really nice actually. I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah, really talented guy, and the rumors on the on the street, so to speak, are that he potentially wants to uh, have like a, a trade and then sign a longer term contract. But who knows what value? But I think if he had to do it all over again, he would probably go back to the Jersey Devil days and, and sign a you know a nine million dollar plus contract for a long term. Exactly, and they got some young boys, um, yeah. so so they'll get better as they get older. Um, last game of the night, um, Tim, your Detroit Red Wings <laughs> against the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, this was an easy one. Um, <laughs> so we, we went with uh, Natchez and uh, Niederreiter. You know, second line players here, um, you know, extremely talented, obviously. Both have been producing pretty well. Um, you know, liked, like the top line, too, Shveshnikov and uh, Naho, but uh, we're trying to save some some price uh, or some money here when you have uh, the likes of Connor McDavid costing you 9-2. Um, so super good value here. Uh, about 10% of the league owns uh, Netchess, and he is 5,400. And then you have uh, Yida Ryder at uh, 4,300. So really good value here. It's a great matchup. It's currently 2-2. Uh, in the game here, we already got the goal from uh, Netchess within like the first couple minutes of the game, so it's been a decent start. Only uh, downside here is like we obviously kind of alluded to earlier episode. Uh, yeah, Matthews with two goals already, so that oh, one definitely oh, hurts no. tonight. But <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I still like the the McDavid play here, um, but you know you, you just can't fit in everything, and uh, that's some of the risk you take when you when you play some of the DraftKings. Yeah, it's also good to know the game is uh, 2-2 right now because um, I think a lot yeah. of people are going to start Peter Morazic um, playing against his former team. Uh, he's been injured most of the year, but he's got uh, you know 1.0 goals against average, 60 or 96 percent uh, save percentage. He's four and one, so I imagine I know he's probably one of the higher priced goalies, but I imagine you know a large uh, percentage of people started him, um, especially since uh, you know they're playing Thomas Grice, the backup yeah. goalie for Detroit, so. That seems like a no-brainer, um, but it's good to see that there's two goals against yeah, there, definitely. so that's going to hurt some of Nine those people. Shots. Um, so, yeah, you know, 
last things we got to do is just uh, double check uh, the Minnesota starting yeah. goaltender before 8 a.m. game starts. Thanks for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, hopefully, uh, you guys can uh, get on the DraftKings action with us, uh, win some money with us. And yeah, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you later, guys.